Hey everyone, it's Wednesday, so that means that this is a mini-sode. Uh, before we get into it, I do want to say um, Dan and I are aware, obviously, of what's going on in the States right now, and we want all of our BIPOC listeners to know that we see you, we hear you, we stand with you, we kneel with you, we support you, and we advocate for you. The injustices that minorities have gone through since the founding of this country are unimaginable, and the fact that in the year 2020, we are still seeing systemic racism, sexism, homophobia, and other prejudicial commentary towards minorities is heartbreaking. We are better than this. We should be doing better, and we will. For those of our listeners who are not BIPOC or of a minority group, please be willing to learn and educate yourselves of the injustices and the oppression that minorities still face, as well as the history of what they have faced to this point. We are here. With that said, it is important to note that the riots we are currently experiencing are happening during Pride Month a month that is designated for oppressed people to stand up and fight for their rights to be treated as equals. Pride Month began because of a riot. The Stonewall Riots of 1969 were a series of violent protests by the LGBTQ community in New York. These riots were in protest of police action and police raids of the Stonewall Inn, a most celebrated gay bar in Greenwich Village. So just know, what is happening now is what happened then. And what happened then led to a movement. People took notice. People fought back. And I just want to add that this has been going on since the founding of our country. We are founded on protesting against the things that we believe are unjust. So this is what we stand for in this country. If we find that something is not what it should be for civil rights and we want change, this is what we do as United States citizens. And I think that it's quite a wonderful thing to stand up for all the things that you believe in. So with all the heavy stuff out of the way, today's mini-sode will be dedicated to some lighter material. Uh, I think some of us, or maybe all of us, need a little break now and again. You can listen to this now. You can listen to this later. You can choose when you need that lightness. But here it is. Minisode 6 is dedicated to all the LGBTQ plus community terminology because there sure is a whole lot of it. What I'm going to explain today does not even encompass it all, but I think they're the more common terms we hear and for some, probably terms you have no idea the meanings of. So sit back, relax, and enjoy a little LGBTQ plus vocab lesson.
brought to you by a heterosexual, cisgender, female ally whose pronouns are she, her, and hers. We'll start with what the LGBTQIA plus alphabet soup is, because we hear so many iterations of this. So to begin, the L stands for lesbian. And I think we all know what this one means. This is a female who is physically, emotionally, and or sexually attracted to another female. The G is gay. And pretty sure we know what that one is too. A male who is physically, emotionally, and or sexually attracted to another male. B stands for bisexual, which is a person who is emotionally, physically, and or sexually attracted to people of both sexes, both male and female. T is for transgender. This is an umbrella term for people whose gender identity and or expression is different from cultural expectations based on the sex they were assigned at birth. Being transgender does not imply any specific sexual orientation. Therefore, transgender people may identify as straight, gay, lesbian, bisexual, etc. So if someone is born male, but they are transitioning to female and they are attracted to females, it doesn't necessarily mean that they are heterosexual because they were born male, but it doesn't necessarily mean that they are um, homosexual or lesbian because they are transitioning to female. You have to allow everybody to identify what they believe they are because, again, there are a lot of terms and Sometimes people don't like to be labeled specifically. So there are some terms that kind of just allow the fluidity to happen, which I will get into. So under the term of transgender, we have MTF, which is male to female. So assigned male at birth, but identifies or is transitioning to female. And FTM, which is female to male assigned female at birth, but identifies as or is transitioning to male. Then we have the Q. Uh, this is either queer or questioning. And sometimes the Q is doubled in the acronym because it can stand for either or or both. Um, but either way, queer is a term often used to express fluid identities or expressions and questioning is a term used to describe a person who is in the process of exploring their sexual orientation or gender identity. So under questioning, you might get something like bicurious. So they're not necessarily bisexual, but they're trying to figure out maybe if they certainly like both males and females. Um, maybe they're attracted to somebody because they have a certain personality that they really enjoy being around, but they realize that they're only attracted to them as a friend. And therefore, they realize, okay, through this period of me trying to figure out where I stand with my sexuality, I'm noticing that I'm leaning more towards this gender versus this gender. Or they, again, don't even want to be labeled and they're just trying to maybe decide for that time being. It could change throughout time also. Um, 
maybe at one point they're more attracted to men and then later in life they're more attracted to women. Um, you know, it doesn't really – there's no set thing in life to tell you. Um, a lot of people are attracted to people because of their their spirit and their souls and just the way that they feel around somebody. And sometimes that has nothing to do with gender. So the I is intersex, which is an umbrella term used to describe a wide range of natural bodily variations. So in some cases, these traits are visible at birth, and in others, they are not apparent until puberty. Uh, some chromosomal variations of this type may not be physically apparent at all. And then there's A, the ally. This is someone who is not LGBTQ, but supports the community and promotes equality. So that's what Dan and I are. We are allies. Okay. And then there's the plus sign. <laughs> the plus sign is a designation for all the other identities that this community uses. So let's get into some. What the hell did I mean when I called myself cisgender? Well, cisgender is a fancy word for someone whose gender identity aligns with that of which they were assigned at birth. So for me, I was born female, I was assigned female at birth, and I identify as female. Therefore, I am a cisgender female. Aren't words fun? <laughs> BT dubs, I have a degree in English, so I enjoy words a lot, if you couldn't tell. So I'm thoroughly enjoying this vocabulary lesson, <laughs> and I hope you are too. So cisgender is kind of the opposite of transgender, if you want to think of it in that way. And to be honest, we use cis and trans in chemistry to describe the orientations of molecules. So if you're a science nerd, you should understand the differences. <laughs> so where do we want to go next? Um, how about gender fluid? You've probably heard this term once or twice, or a lot, depending where you live and what your community is like, or what social media profiles you follow. So gender fluid means a person who does not identify with a single fixed gender, having an unfixed gender identity. They can kind of float between, which can sort of be similar to non-binary, depending how the person identifies. And non-binary is defined as a person who does not identify as either a man or a woman. They could consider themselves both male and female, man and woman, um, somewhere in between, or somewhere completely outside of those. You may notice, though, that some people will use pronouns of they, them, and their. Those are people who identify as non-binary. Um, so my pronouns, as I mentioned before, are she, her, and hers because I identify as female. There are, of course, people out there who identify as male, so they are um, he, him, and his, and then there are people who don't identify as either or might identify as both, so they usually use they, them, there, and that's T-H-E-I-R, not either of the other ways that you spell there, <laughs> so um, make sure that you understand the difference between all the theirs also. So then there are other terms. Um, I mean, there's so many of them. There's um, androgyny, 
which I'm sure everybody has heard of because that word has been around for so long. And that's a gender expression that has elements of both masculinity and femininity. So we see a lot of um, music artists who are like this. So um, David Bowie did a lot of the androgyny thing. Um, Annie Lennox, um, she's very androgynous. Um, there, you know, there are a lot of artists who really like to play around with with both the masculinity and the femininity. And we can see that fashion's really moving in that direction. Um in the, in the new high fashion world, um, which is really cool to see because if you, if you know, you know, back in the day, men actually wore, um, like nightgowns, um, you know, in Scotland they were kilts. Um, so men actually wore things that are more feminine to us now. Um, but they weren't back in the day. Um, so it's really interesting to see how fashion evolves and kind of like comes back and how society views things because they don't understand the history of it. So androgyny to me, I think that's just such a really cool thing. And I, I personally love sometimes dressing in a more masculine uh, way. I'm such a girly girl, but I, I really like taking risks with my, with my fashion in that, in that sense. Then we also have um, asexual. So that's experiencing little or no sexual attraction to others and or a lack of interest in sexual relationships or behavior. Um, these are people who just kind of just enjoy, you know, hanging out with people. <laughs> They're not looking for a sexual relationship. Um, they have no desire to. Um, and sometimes it's a it's a hormonal thing and sometimes it's just that they just don't care to. So, you know, we we don't really want to judge anybody like that. Though, if they are expressing that they're feeling concerns about it, then maybe they should um, seek, you know, medical attention because it could, again, be um, some sort of hormonal um, imbalance. But for what we're discussing right now, it's not anything to really be concerned about. It's just... Someone who doesn't really have a desire to have sexual relationships with with people. Uh, let's see. What else do we have? So, oh, so some of the terms um, for um, lesbians sometimes. So there's the term butch, which I'm sure a lot of you have, have heard. So this is a person who identifies themselves as masculine, whether it be physically, mentally, or emotionally. And it's sometimes used in a derogatory way about lesbians, but they've really come to claim it as, um, a very affirmative identity label. So they're really trying to flip the script on what, derogatory terms are said about them. Um, it's kind of like using the term bitch where, you know, women are really trying to flip that around and make it something positive um, instead of making it the derogatory term that we have grown to know. Because then, you know, if we claim it to be something good, then it can't harm us anymore. So it's a really important thing for the LGBT 
community to start doing that with some of these terms and just just make them a positive thing, make them a happy thing, make them not be hurtful any longer. So we also have um, cross-dresser, which, of course, I'm sure everybody knows it's someone who wears clothes of another gender or sex. Um, so then we have drag king and drag queen. And so the drag king is someone who performs hyper-masculinity theatrically. And drag queen is someone who performs hyper-femininity theatrically. And, you know, we used to know these terms as a man would dress as a woman and that was a drag queen. So they were cross-dressing as a drag queen. Or a woman was dressing as a man performing and that's a drag king. But again, society is changing and this community is changing and they're really accepting most people, anybody really, who wants to perform in this way regardless of your gender, regardless what you identify as. If you are someone who is putting on, you know, makeup and a wig and padding and um, couture dresses and you're, you know, performing a lip sync, regardless if you're a man or a woman under there, you are considered a drag queen or performing as a drag queen. And same thing goes for a drag king. So it really doesn't matter what gender you are underneath any longer. It's just really about the art and the creativity and the theater of it. And I love, love, love the theater of it. I'm a theater kid. So this is like my thing. And if anybody out there watches RuPaul's Drag Race, I may do an episode on some stuff about drag race and some terms that they use on the show and stuff, you know, history maybe of drag queens, stuff like that um, for, for this month, Pride Month. Um, let's see. There's so many of them. I'm literally going through a list right now because I had them written out and I only got to 10 minutes. So I'm going to find some more for you guys. So we have, um, let's see. We did a lot of these actually already. Okay. So we have a lipstick lesbian. So that's like the complete opposite of a butch lesbian. So this usually refers to a lesbian with um, a feminine gender expression. So it can be used in a positive or derogatory way. And again, it's, you know, it's being claimed by the community as a, a good thing. It's a positive thing. Um, and it's also sometimes used to refer to a lesbian who is assumed to be or passes for straight. Because a lot of times, you know, People assume that if you are a girly girl and you like to wear makeup, that you must be straight. And it's the same thing with, you know, if you're a man and you, um, you know, wear masculine clothes and you you are kind of butch, <laughs> um, that you must be straight. And then they also assume that, you know, if you are a man and you get your nails done or you get waxed or things like that, then you must be gay. But that is not at all how anybody should be seeing this anymore because 
makeup and clothes and and art are for everybody. It doesn't matter, again, who what your gender is. And to be honest with you, personal grooming is such an important thing and taking care of your skin <laughs> is such an important thing for anybody because your skin is one of the most vital organs that you have. It is our lar- largest organ and it protects us from a lot of things. So you want to take care of that. So don't judge a man because he wants to take care of his skin. He's protecting the rest of his body and making sure that he's staying healthy. So that's a great thing. Um, but then that brings us to actually a metrosexual. So that's a man with a strong aesthetic sense who spends more time, energy, or money on his appearance and grooming than is considered gender normative. So, um, you know, we heard a lot that like um, Ryan Seacrest was a metrosexual and, you know, <laughs> like it's just such a silly thing um, because, again, men can take care of themselves. Why was this always a thing that men were not allowed to take care of themselves and and look presentable. <laughs> why is this why is why does this automatically make them homosexual because they want to look clean and put together? I I will never understand that. Um but I mean that's the world we live in unfortunately. Um all right, I want to get through a couple more. So, oh, stealth. Okay. So this is a trans person who is not out as trans and is perceived or known by others as cisgender. So they're someone who is transitioning or to themselves truly identifies as the opposite gender of what they were born with, what they were assigned at birth, but they're... On the outside, they're outwardly cisgender. So I personally don't know anybody um, like this. So I can't say um, if this is necessarily a good or bad thing or if they're doing it to protect themselves or if they're just waiting until the right moment to tell their friends that they are transitioning because that's that's a really difficult thing um especially if you don't know if your friend group your supportive environment is going to accept you if you do come out as trans um especially if you're in a relationship or you know people just don't necessarily understand what any of this means and it's all the more reason for people to get educated um, about all of these terms and and how you can really be an ally for for this entire community. I mean, it's this is a community full of love and and beauty that it's it's such a wonderful community to be accepted into and to be in support of. So everyone out there should be, <laughs> in my opinion. Um. All right, so a stud, this is most commonly used to indicate a black or African-American and or Latina masculine lesbian queer woman, also known as butch or aggressive. And I didn't know that. I actually didn't know that this was most common for black and African-American and or Latina. I just thought that it was an attractive butch lesbian. So I'm actually learning some stuff reading this list too. So I'm glad that I'm doing this episode. (laughs) 
Um, okay, so let's see if we can find one more. Oh, okay, so a transvestite. So this is a person who dresses as the binary opposite gender expression. So they cross-dress for any one of many reasons, including relaxation, fun, and sexual gratification, often called a cross-dresser and should not be confused with transsexual. So we mentioned what a cross-dresser is. So now I will explain what a transsexual is. So that's a person who identifies psychologically as a gender or sex other than the one to which they were assigned at birth. Transsexuals often wish to transform their bodies hormonally and surgically to match their inner sense of gender and sex. So a transsexual is someone who mentally feels like they are the opposite gender of what they were assigned at birth. Transgender is somebody who's like in the process of transitioning from one gender to another. Um, or who is acting as though they are um, the opposite gender. So they're kind of playing into one another in a sense. Um, but a transvestite is not someone who thinks that they are the opposite sex of what they were assigned at birth. A transvestite is somebody who's just, who's cross-dressing and it's not necessarily who, someone who's cross-dressing for, um, theater or something like that. Um, so I'm sure most of you out there have seen Rocky Horror and if you haven't, please do. <laughs> um, but Frankenfurter was a transvestite. And he was, he was a man who dressed as a woman, um, but he did actually say that he was a transsexual transvestite from Transylvania. So, <laughs> so he was actually um, a little bit farther into that. Um, and to bring it back to a true crime aspect, um, BTK, Dennis Rader, Bind, Torture, Kill, the serial killer um, from... Kansas, he was a transvestite. So he would actually dress up in women's lingerie and um, take bondage photos of himself. Um, he was a very, very interesting man. Um, I, I, I personally, like, I love serial killers. I did um, my capstone on serial killers. My, my uh, chosen serial killer was uh, John Wayne Gacy. Um, so I had to do a 15 page paper and a presentation on him. Um, but even though I love serial killers greatly, there are so many true crime podcasts out there about them that I'm not going to go into their stories because I personally don't believe that they deserve any more attention than they've gotten. Um, and our podcast is about the victims. It's not about the perpetrators. So, um, I just wanted to throw that in there because if you guys know or have seen his photos, um, then that's, he was a transvestite. Um, but his family actually didn't know that he was doing that. Um, all right. So that's pretty much it. I'm going to post the, um, 
the website that I'm getting all this information from because there's so many other ones on the list. Um, and some of them are derogatory terms that I'm not going to say. Um, I do not feel comfortable saying them. So you guys can read the list. I'm going to post it. Um, and I just, I really hope that everybody is staying safe. And if you are part of these protests, um, I hope that you are protesting peacefully and I hope that you are remaining in a safe space um, and being safe out there. And if you are not part of the protests and you are, you know, part of this this movement, but you don't want to be out there, I, I hope that you can find it in yourself to, to be mentally okay during this time. Um, and if you can, um, try to donate to some organizations. Um, I've posted a bunch on the Instagram, um, so you can go in there into the highlights and see, um, some of the places that you can donate. And, uh, I just, I hope that everybody is, is doing okay right now. And, uh, again, we, we see you, we hear you, we, we know, we know that you need to be heard. And we are here. And of course, if you or anyone you know has a story that you would like to share on Blackbird, please, 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 you can email us at blackbirdadvocacy at gmail.com. We also still have our giveaway going on, so you can win some true true crime goodies. I can't say that fast. Um, So there's like a tote and a mug and uh, your choice of a t-shirt and some stickers and really fun stuff. So um, follow us on Instagram at Blackbird Advocacy. Then give us a review on any of the social media platforms. Not social media. Oh, my goodness. On any of the podcast platforms <laughs> that you can review us on. Um, right now, iTunes seems to be the biggest one. You can't review us on Spotify, which is ridiculous. But you can choose any of the other ones. Give us a review. When that review is approved, screenshot it. Post it on uh, Instagram with the hashtag Blackbird giveaway. And once we get to 1500 followers, though we're very close. So I think we might extend it to maybe 2000 followers. Not sure. But once we get there, we will announce a winner and the winner will win a bunch of really fun stuff. So make sure that you are telling your friends and family about us, have them listen, have them review. If you also have any constructive criticism or comments, you can also um, DM us, you can email us, you can post on on any of our posts on Instagram and let us know if there are any other um, stories specifically that you want to hear, um, especially for Pride Month. Um, because right now we only have a few that um, I'm, I'm thinking about. Um, so if there's anything that you guys want to know about, let us know and we will we'll do it. All right. Thank you, guys. We'll see you on the weekend.